you're dressed differently. You look like a scientist or something today. I'm a modern man. I'm a man of science. <clears throat> so I got my my lab coat. <laughs> I fucking love science. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I use it very scientifically for painting and varnishing. Ah! What? 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 Why are you shrieking? All right. <laughs> what happened? Something happened. Did he have an accident? Jesus. Yes, I'm a man of science. <clears throat> it's all science here. Oh, what was I saying? Yeah, it's covered in shite because maybe you can't see that on the camera because I use it for painting and varnishing and science. Oh, God. Don't cut this out. Oh, he's back. No, he's not. Yes, he is. All right. All right. Where are we at? We're here, and you're in the car, and uh, I am. It's nighttime here. And it's shining bright over there. It is very sunshiny and beautiful here. And uh, um, where am I? I'm in beautiful uh, California. Oh, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So today we're going to talk about uh, Damien Hurst. Yeah. Who I didn't realize until you told me you had you actually did a uh, he was in a show that you were in, uh, but you didn't get you didn't get to meet him. But uh, no, it it just yeah we thought we should do him even though he's not as I don't hear about him as much as I used to recently, mm -hmm. but he was it's same as the Gary, he's sort of super popular in the early two thousands. You hear about him all the time, right? You know, right right until what say twenty fifteen even later. And then did um, he set some did he set some records for for sales? Yeah, he set some for records art? for sales, and then he immediately uh, got pretty much uh, canceled, as it were, because he was accused of a, of a bunch of copyright infringements and things of this nature by a multitude of different artists, which is you know, <laughs> like what uh, you know, maybe like serial killers. Uh, where they you know mutilated animals and such I, mean, I, I don't fucking know it's it's really bizarre but so yeah, any any artist any artist who put a dead animal in a aquarium or whatever yeah i uh, said yeah. you ripped me off and even though it's, it's obviously retarded idea and yeah you know he's only famous for being a goofball mm -hmm. you know i can tell he's like a wretch too is the way he looked he wears those stupid tinted glasses that uh like the bono would wear yeah, like yes. the sort of the early two thousands kind of hipstery, stupid looking. You know, I'm a I'm down with the DJs or some stupid like yeah. this kind of just waffly milk toast. Uh, you know, yeah, attempted being attempted being hip, and he would always wear those. And, I and you just know from looking at him that he's uh, fake. I mean, I knew yeah. anyways, but um, so, uh, I didn't actually. I I heard I didn't know that's what shut him down was the was the copyright stuff. I would assume it was. I mean, that's usually how you would disgrace the name of an artist, right? Is by copyright uh, strikes. You can't really do anything else. I mean, this man literally right. mutilates animals and calls it, uh, uh, you know, artistic expression. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah. how do yeah. how do you disgrace somebody? Uh, well, they were uh, they were. I think I, he found them. I mean, this. I don't know why I always feel like defending them in some small way, but he, I, I assumed he found them dead or something. He didn't like kill them for the show, or, or did he? Fine, though. I mean, <laughs> it's more yeah, artful, right. you know. I don't know if I it's can more artful, yeah. 
It, uh, puts the, it puts the art in it, yeah, to know he's done the work and killed the animal. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, he wouldn't even he wouldn't have even done that. Yeah. So he's famous. So what what was his record setting price? Do you remember? It was, it was many millions. It was a shark, yeah, wasn't it? Or was it the cow or the shark? Oh, you froze I, up. I can't remember if his record setting price was thirty three hundred eighty million or if it was if that is his accumulation as uh his entire uh, career 300 million uh, 380 million that? yeah almost 400 million almost, almost 400 half million. a billion yeah i have almost half a billion oh. neato it's really i forgot how, i forgot how much it was yeah that's uh not good you know for a joke joker and a prankster and uh, the whole thing and just obvious yeah because he was one of those polarizing characters that people were beginning to sort of see through the veneer of this a lot of people were complaining it's like okay, this guy's put a cow or a shark in a tank, and he's gotten so much money for it. Right. I remember it. I remember it really exposing it to some people, and then other people would be like, you know, who? <laughs> Let us try for a minute to get in the mindset of someone who would defend that and think, oh, that's great art, and he deserves every penny. So <laughs> what are they thinking? Other than I'm a, you know, I'm a shill conformist hipster or something. Well, what are, what are they thinking? Like the average person, not how, like some, not not, not an elite or what's that? How they think it's art? Well, if you were to be the type of person who would defend him, what would you say? What would you? What would they say in his defense? Um, Let's say. Hmm. Or, or is it well, just that the usual shit? I guess probably. I, I would say if you want to be, if you really want to search and find something interesting to say about it, you would say that basically it's uh it's kind of how a photographer uses uh, the creations of of the world of and the natural world and things of this nature to, to yeah. um, detail their story or their experience or something of this effect. You would do no, not so much, not so much his ethos, but like the, say the fee and the celebrity of him. I guess like, does anybody have an excuse for it is what I'm getting at, I guess. Would anybody say, Oh, well, to the fact that he got almost, almost, he got half a billion nearly for a dead animal in a tank. Right. Um, I know he has his defenders, but what, right. what would they say? How would they defend that? And not, it does it not expose, does it not blow open the whole art sham more than in extremists? Even more somehow than, uh, you know, Barney Newman's all blue canvas, which was 40 million, I think. Sure. I mean, this is getting, this is getting towards the billions for something that is just absurd. Um, you know, I, I, I guess neither of us know <laughs> how, how, how you would defend it, but. I mean, you would have to, you would have to put it in in a place of somebody that's taking their subjective experience to it, and and they elate themselves with that, or bloviate themselves with that, instead of being uh, aware of art and history and things of this nature. People like us that mm. look at prowess and order and and atmosphere as the the scripting elements that give it worth, rather than yeah. it makes me feel dark ugly and disconnected and that's why it's worth a lot of money in this dark and ugly disconnected world kind of thing i guess yeah. that's where they're at i don't know well uh, generally they would say this these are the people that, th that don't look at what's being created they look at the signature and they have i heard this name ah yes he's famous he, he must be great more right. or less because the only the, yeah if i think about the excuse it would be ah but it's damien hurst and he has done yeah. this you <laughs> yeah. didn't do this right yeah. that's, that's what they would say you didn't do it why don't you do it but you that's didn't I, <laughs> yeah right like that's the important part i know i could you know, I had a goldfish that died over the summer sitting there in the tank. 
no one's going to give me a hundred thousand for it or whatever. You know, it's the same thing. Right. I didn't put it in formaldehyde, I guess. But really, why not? He's a poser, <laughs> a poser of the highest order. That and uh, you know, it's good that he's vanished. He's vanished with his half a billion, <laughs> half a billion yeah. for one art piece, let alone the others. Yeah, he. That's his whole bit, though. I mean, his art was the art of attracting, uh, you know, uh, Saatchi and these wealthy, um, these wealthy real estate uh, investors and things to be patrons of his, um, yeah. partying with them. Uh, with he had, has a, a drug addiction that uh, okay. is you know, supposed to be his, uh, you know, his blessing and his curse. So it's all blown. It's all blown now on Smack or something. It's all the half billion yeah. is gone. Is it? He's sitting there somewhere, like uh, emaciated, with his stupid fucking tinted glasses on. Yeah. Where's where he from? Lon- is, is he from London or? He's from he's England. English? Yeah. Is he a London uh, guy? He's a London. I'm not you know? sure if he's London, but I know he he made his worth in London. Um, then he is then, because I'll tell you this: what I know of London. I mean, I, I've gone there a couple times, but oh yeah, yeah. Well, it is a hive for the kind of cheesiest people you've ever met of a certain type. I'm sure. Like. Um, there's, uh, it was perfectly exemplified in a, there was a documentary on Netflix about sad rappers. You ever see this? Sad, sad rap. Sad rap. It's like um, <laughs> young kids that are, young kids strung out on Xanax that are rapping and stuff. They got tattoos on their face. Oh, yeah, I know. But it was, the there was, the, it was the, the London hipsters that were gathered around them. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, that's so cool. It's a kind of, it's a heightened bourgeois attitude of people that are utterly clueless and tasteless. Like to a, a really high degree, but they have this kind of layover, you know, despite being hyper liberal, they have a layover idea of like, oh, we come from an empire kind of snobbishness still, but sure. it's, it's perverted into this hyper hipster, ludicrous, tasteless, um, just idiocy. <clears throat> so he's the type of person, and uh, but it gives them this overconfidence. They're the most confident people you ever met in your life that'll have just the worst opinions. So yeah, weird so he's one of these. I, I I can know it from seeing him. Yeah, he, sure. He they don't really know what's cool and what's not cool, but they think they know everything. So that arrogance—that's the kind of arrogance you need to be a guy like him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> think so. I think and, you know. arrogance is definitely a, an important factor with these people because you know you you kind of gotta give it to them with the idea that uh you know uh, my shitty ideas are worth. Uh, spending four hundred million dollars on—I mean, that—that's—that's that's really a, an an interesting uh, point of personality right there. That says a lot about yeah. uh, the the worth of ego in in the world of the, these blue chip collector art dealers and things of this nature. I mean, the worth of ego in modern art, especially in the the idea of the the rugged individual, the the. The what do you say, the rebel hero? I, I always like to bring up your your comment there. I love that comment. Um, they don't even bother that. In his case, they wouldn't bother with that kind of rebel hero thing, would they? They'd just be like, he's a hipster guy, hip trashy hipster guy who's in your face, sort of like the Banksy. Yeah. Uh, although Banksy is a little, more, the Banksy's a little more grassroots, supposedly yes. with his well, street art, but yeah, <laughs> um, you know, faux grassroots. But yeah, this guy is more like just an in your face party in London guy who's famous and rich, just to like because we can and look how the ostentatiousness of us and look what we're getting away with. It's absolutely because I can, that's, that's the whole thing behind Damien Hirsch. It's a really, I mean, you know, with some of these modern guys, they at least were, they had a personality as such. Uh, Damien Hirsch is literally like money. 
my whole experiment in the foray of creation is for just creating objects that will uh, amass mass wealth. It's really a bizarre yeah. concept. Well, actually, yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> well, so so he successfully flirted with, and you know, probably literally made love to you know Sachi and these people, and uh, you know that's your, he gets you? the connections. His name gets out there. And that so when you had your show with him, was he fam- Was he hyper famous at that point, or was just he was? Uh, he just sold his shark, um, oh. and so the art world was really mad at him uh, because apparently he his shark was ripped off from uh, some store, some shopkeep in uh, London that he used to pass on the way to his studio every day had a hanging <laughs> shark in it, right? Okay, and so. This man's really pissed off, and I, I think he actually uh, had some sort of legality uh, with the owner of the shop or something of this effect. I could be uh, paraphrasing or misquoting what I saw, but uh, right. he had sold the shark, and so he was doing his splatter paintings, which is just, I mean, you've seen splatter paintings. You've seen one, you've seen them all. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so his uh, contribution to the show at Julian's art auction in Beverly Hills, which I was in, um, he had a splatter painting of a shark uh, or a shark's head. And it was cut very shoddily. He probably actually cut it himself. It's so terrible. Um, You know, (laughs) you can't even even manage that. Like some basic crafter. You can't even like, you can't can't even glue the macaroni to the cardboard and like, (laughs) That's that's it. I'm serious. Have you seen his actual paintings? They're they're just oh, I, it's just, fantastic. I saw the one you showed. Oh, I know. I've, I've like years ago. I would have. Yeah, I saw the piece <laughs> you said he submitted to the show. But still, you must have been feeling like ah, oh, I'm I'm in the big time having a show with this guy. You I know, absolutely he, did. I didn't know that he was uh, like uh, he was on the decline or something of that effect. I could be wrong. Um, or maybe do you remember he wasn't. what it went for. His, do, do you remember what his painting went for? Uh, did it sell? No, I don't. I do not. I do not know. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it went, but I don't know how much it went for. It probably went for a ridiculous amount of money. Probably. Um, it was in. It was in there with like Retina and Banksy and Space Invader and all this other shit. Um, these are all like street artists. If you're unfamiliar, this kind of thing. Um, no, I know some of them. Yeah, but I, I was looking at. I mean, his paintings <laughs> literally look like you know uh, a group of wine ants sitting around learning how to paint. You know, yeah. that, that's what his paintings look like. They're, you mm. know, sponge cloth <laughs> dots on trees for leaves and shit. They're, but he's got that, he's got that modern London, he's got that modern London attitude, you know, he's, he's riding on the coat, coattails of what was once, there was like a cool scene in London, I'm say sure in the there 60s, was. 60s and 70s, maybe even in the 80s too. So yeah, sure. pretty much. There was, it was even then, even the modern world in the modern sense. Those are the people he feels he's the uh, inheritor of. Sure. Uh, or, he you also, know, um, you know, but he's not, he's not, he's not cool. He's sorry. What, what were you saying? <laughs> well, he's he right? won the, uh, he won the Turner art prize. You're familiar with Turner. Oh. One of the greatest artists to ever pick up the brush. Oh, he'd love that. The prize England. was named after him. He'd be so happy with to see the, the pieces of art that are in his. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh my God. The, the amount of speed and, and velocity in which his corpse is spinning in his mm. grave. Yeah. They just neat. take his name posthumously. He's dead. They just assume he's going to love it and take his name. It's the Turner mm-hmm. Prize, and it's all this, you know, people getting naked and mannequins and uh, splatter painting and just, period blood. Um, he, yeah, he's turning in his grave. Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, 
that reminds me, and the whole attitude of him and the prize. A, little, uh, a couple of years ago, there was a show. This this perfectly encapsulates the uh, attitude again. Another London um, famous BBC guy was given a show about modern art, and something to do with the Turner Prize as well. I don't remember what it was, but he was at, what he was doing in this documentary is they were taking lesser known modern art pieces, maybe even some somewhat known, and this document and this show, and they were destroying them and throwing them in the bin and saying, "Look at this! It's modern art. It's rubbish." In this kind right. of self self owning self irony way, and thinking yeah. they were doing they thinking they were doing like a modern art piece by being self, you know, irreverent and right. mocking themselves, but at the same time still doing their bullshit. Yes, I, I remember this and this whole show. He's throwing it in the bin. It's modern art. It's crap. But he was like, you know, at the same time he doesn't believe that he's he's putting on a show. It's weird weird way to kind of own their critics by. That's what they do. They join in. They join you. And if you want to, if you want to say no, we're not doing your things your way, or we're going to fight you. They say no. Oh, but like that's when they say they like all the classical art as well. They just confuse people. Then they think, oh, so it's all art, right? Even though, so they, they pretend that there's not a war of ideas going on, and they they they'll do anything to lie and, and confuse you. Sure. <laughs> but I, this guy reminds me of that London attitude of the hip. The he thinks he's super cool and just cutting edge of uh, culture. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got the, you know, the, the Oasis kind of, um, um, I'm dark and brooding kind of thing going, uh, you know, he's, um, he's got that drug problem. So, you know, he's a, he's a, a, a fragile, um, a fragile genius as it were. Right. And it's got the Basquiat yeah. thing going, um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. I mean, this, this alludes to a personality that you're buying other than obviously the work because the work yeah. really isn't saying much. Other than, you know, some God, I can't even imagine what the context of, of what he says about his work, the, the amounts of, um, you know, self uh, fellatio that, that comes into the idea of, of uh, you know, trying to sell this to yeah. wealthy in people. A way, in a way, in retrospect, that was like the end for them, wasn't it? It's like just thinking of the fact that I think. Because I'm in such such a bubble of my own, where I just like sure. ignore so much of the modern world. I don't know, but I get the feeling that there's no one like him. You know, they kind of tried to say the likes of Tracy Emin and others. You still hear about them, and they get pushed here and there. But it's sort of like that kind of celebrity jackass, where you're supposed to pretend as a genius all the time, is kind of faded. It kind of ended with him in a way. I think maybe could I be right or am I wrong? Well, I mean, a... what else you got? You know, I mean, it's it's the most soft kind of generic thing to say you got kim kardashian or, or these people that have no body of work this kind of thing uh that's the only thing that that really is an evolution but that idea is already done and it's already pushed onto a, a scale a mass scale a, a you know the a global scale uh yeah he is not he he's in a, in a niche community yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. the, the the billionaire class and whatnot are there to be entertained by by this uh, this uh, outgroup or this. It's an exclusion of the working class. It's an exclusion of the the um, the poverty class as well. This this is for them, and that's kind of the uh, the. the I think that's the idea when, when you pay for a piece of art for millions of dollars is to exclude it yeah. ideologically exclude, especially, you know, these kind of things. What do you think? 
Yeah, they would never admit that, and mm -hmm. I don't think they. Even, I don't think they even think of the poor, or the working class. Um, sure, sure. I do, like, they do. I, like at certain part, at certain echelons, and certain groups would be for certain thinking. Ah, we are destroying culture, and you know there'd be certain sure. people that are of that event, and there'd be others that are just along for the ride. But I wouldn't say they. I wouldn't say the poor even come into their considerations. It's more like continually attacking guys like us or, you know, <laughs> well, middle-class creative people or people that were involved in the art world or wanted to be, or were. Sure. And, and sort of like, you know, it'd be some, you know, thumbing their fingers at us, I guess, in a way. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I like maybe you, you would think it's, yeah, they're they thinking all the time. Ha ha. I mean, they are at a certain level. It's all like, yeah, fuck you. Some of them. Yeah, definitely are. Sure. I mean, I think you touched on something there too. I mean, I don't think they think of it as destruction more than they think of it as creating monoculture, the the uh, the unified one global culture based on uh, a system of uh, well, I mean, uh, a system of no uniqueness, a system where you know complaining about it uh, gets you silenced, things of this nature. I, I think that's what what it is. I mean, well, at their level know, too, they are like just a lot of rich people and some of them are laundering money. And I just think they, they uh, are unconcerned. They don't, their taste, they, they've been in up their own ass for so long that they don't care about cultivating any real You're culture not wrong. or intelligence. Yeah. So they just get wasted. Their kids are all spoiled. They were race spoiled. They don't care about much of anything except the movement of money and keeping it involved in this and that. And so I mean, culture is a plaything to them. They don't have any responsibility to anything. There's no aristocracy that, to feel, responsible for a people or a culture and these people certainly don't they got rich by exploiting that in the right. first place so they mean, because they're culturalist tasteless they just kind of they don't understand art they don't believe in it this is a game for them and they don't care i guess um you know but they don't I, I, like in the likes of Hearst, he wouldn't be alone even though he was the artist but like many of them would be like him too they'd just be the spoiled big city fool that doesn't know any better sure <laughs> and knows nothing about it and doesn't care you know maybe they they think that and they think they're cultivated and cutting edge by continually supposedly they think they're always breaking boundaries with their avant-garde shock shock value you know but uh we're all we're all shocked out i think but uh i do recall like nowadays it's mostly when you hear i i like you see these shows about painting painting uh contests um you know portrait artists of the year kind of thing have you seen some of these I mean, that's maybe it's more here that you see that. But um, um, if I tune into some sort of arts thing that might be on TV or something, it's usually something like that, and it's genuinely sure. an attempt at real, real portraiture. I think there's a landscape artist of the year too. It's Are you it's not like great. A reality TV show or something? Yeah, it's sort of a reality show and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I see mm -hmm. more of this like than I would ever would. I don't hear news from the contemporary art world so much. I just see like mm -hmm. you know, I might see something on Twitter or something, but. I don't sure. hear it like I used to. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if that's me that I've cut myself off from it or if the people at large are just away from that now too. They don't they don't put they don't broadcast it. Everyone's too willing to mock it, maybe, or it's too obvious. I think they like, like think about I like I think they like thinking about art like a parlor trick, you know, um a Bob Ross kind of thing where he's using a lot of effects and he's doing a lot of, you know, um mechanisms to paint quickly and things like this like you know street artists where they'll use spray paint and they'll have a cup and a ball and they'll, and they'll use that to create you know an island with a moon and that kind of shit i think they like thinking of it like that 
uh, as a commodity, something that can be produced quickly and efficiently as absolutely the uh, opposite of what you and I and, you know, appreciators of of, uh, the prowess of creating art in the sense of Mm -hmm. spending your life becoming a master, putting hundreds or tens of thousands of hours into the craft of, of painting so that, you know, your work will live throughout the ages. I, I don't think they want people to have those kind of aspirations um, yeah. because yeah. Well, modern art obviously can go in the dustbin of history and it, and it will once a stronger civilization um, sees it as a yeah. nefarious entity and it will in the future yeah. from what yeah. I see anyway. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I was <laughs> two things I want to say to what you said, just said, first of all, poor old Bob Ross. I feel, you know, he's such a nice little guy <laughs> and he certainly seems to have painted his entire life, but he certainly right. got stuck in a rut. I mean, the way he did trees was so cheap and so shitty. <laughs> and I uh, think like, like, just do this and like lovely little guy. I mean, you can, it's hard sure. to uh, criticize him. And actually people get very angry with me when I do. I do have to point out that I wouldn't actually take his advice. He was very quick and sloppy. Mm -hmm. Doesn't appear to have. Even if you want to be quick, there's better ways than that to do it. Absolutely. He would be brushed. We would like a slap, slap the brush on. There's your pine tree. Like, oh, Bob, come on. How long you been doing this? Beat the devil out of that tree, man. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, otherwise, and I don't want to offend you. No, uh, I don't think I will. But I believe it's in some ways the Americanization of an attitude to art, where it, as you said, commodity. It's a commodity, and it's an assembly line. And it doesn't matter what the end product is, as long as you've fulfilled an archetype or a symbol of what it should be. Sure. And it can be sold to somebody somewhere. And so it's sort of that kind of mechanization, that industrialization of it. Yeah. The Henry Ford assembly line way to look at it, I guess. Which Couldn't is, agree with you more. Both Couldn't at the upper more. level and the level. So at the lower level, it's all just Walmart. There's no art in anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can buy your uh, $10 uh, Chinese made wall painting or whatever, you know, yep. in the, in the, in the store and at the upper level it's this utter nonsense uh fish in a tank for half a billion dollars you got and, it uh, yeah so that's i think part of it as well you think what well uh i didn't mean to cut you off there but yeah i, I agree with you on that completely and i think um yeah damien hearse is definitely uh taking the the american ideology that's been out you know expressed worldwide uh, through force that has basically raped the world with American um, idealism. Yeah. Yes, I think he's taking that to a maximum, or he was at one point, you know, uh, taking this, giving importance to an object in the uh, Clement Greenberg sense to where it, it becomes more valuable with uh, more words that dances across the, uh, you know, the, the explanation for the work. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that's also a part of the Americanization of art worldwide and the modern art movement. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. So we, I mean, we've covered this guy, I guess, pretty good. We could go on a bit long. Let me, like, I didn't even, it wasn't until I was, we were talking about it that I kind of realized that I haven't heard about a character like him. Like, there's still, Banksy is still around mm-hmm. he's not quite the same kind of outrageous no. i mean he's outrageous and silly but he doesn't get the same prices and it's not quite as you know at least he has 
I wouldn't defend him for anything. I think he's hopeless, but like he's sort of, he's got his political angle and his, you know, uh, it's not just like presenting something totally absurd and look at the, look at the price tag. Um, I haven't heard about that really since. And then like, I remember hearing, like I said, since I heard him try to promote Tracy Emin for a while as sort of a similar character, but just stopped hearing about all that. So I just assume maybe they're, as far as that kind of celebrity, the, the next kind of Pollock, you know, look at this absurd shit in your face. <laughs> You know, totally. lunacy and look at all the money I'm getting like that. And they're still there, but it's not really presented to you. You don't hear about them as much heroes. Either that they can't get away with it as easily or no. You know, I mean, who, who cares about that stuff anyways? But I guess the Turner Prize is still on every year and there's still people working hard and doing it and people functioning in the art world. As you know, you probably know a lot of people that are, I know a few, but it's just like their work is so tiresome. I don't even, I can't be bothered to even yeah you know you know what's a good quote is uh what's his name douglas adams you know you know him english guy hitchhiker's guy of the galaxy douglas uh, adams douglas adams he was a funny guy he wrote these kind of funny science fiction books but he he had a he said something once before he did not long before he died i think that okay. you should never trust anyone that says they're an artist i thought that was true because not just because in the in the modern sense usually they're just jerk offs and they're wasting everyone's time with garbage Sure. But he was like, you know, a real artist is shows sort of shows humility about what that means and what it is. And you would be very, very before you actually came out to, to say that about yourself, you would be feeling you were at a certain level, uh, you know, to warrant that mm-hmm. respectful word. Yeah. <laughs> when you know, so many people throwing it out there, and they, their work is so so bad and so cheap and terrible that it's like, okay, you become wary of like someone says they're an artist. It's like, oh, okay. Yes. And that's true. It is an really eye been, roll. Yeah, yeah. It's been done, though. That's That has been a planned initiative to make people eye roll art, but also eye roll people that that have a pride in, in making things. I mean, it's the craziest thing because people will buy cheap handmade items that are made by children all around the world in sweatshops no big deal uh, you know immediately they'll do that but they will haggle with somebody that makes something handmade like if you knit a sweater for somebody they'll be like well i can give you you know i can give you 20 bucks instead of of instead of 30 it's like wouldn't you think that it would i mean the the skill and the level you have to, the time and energy you have to give to a craft and things of this nature would, would be the deciding factor, but it's not. And that's what modernism has kind of taken, turned on its head, you know, especially in by excising the craft out of it, basically by saying it's got nothing to do with the, you know, in your face, obvious level of craft that goes into it and skin and like obvious like physical objective skill they've removed that as a criteria of any importance usually by I, things like the narrative and the what are we gonna say oh <laughs> good go ahead you're, 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 you're going i got i got an anecdote but go ahead okay, no go on it's okay it's okay oh, okay yeah sure um this uh this is something that happened to me uh when i I'll never forget this instance. And I think it's applicable here. Um, I was in 
a taxi and I can't remember where I was somewhere in the United States. And I had a, a cab driver that spoke very little English and I was talking to him about what I do. You know, I go around, I do murals and things of this nature. And he's like, Oh, that's, that's really neat. And I'm not going to imitate him because I, (laughs) uh, uh, he basically said, so the work is more beautiful. Do you get paid more? And that kind of hit me. I, it was so, there's an innocence to it an innocence that, you know, you would never get from someone that was in the world that I'm in. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just made so much sense. You know, that, that was a very defining kind of uh, question. Yeah. I've never, I've never thought about that before. And uh, he's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That obvious, that obvious childish thing that you somehow get explained away. Mm-hmm. And when they see, like they see the modern work and they say, well, I could do, you know, you say, can a, can a three-year-old do that? Right. And, you know, and it's like, yes, they can. But somehow, somehow you get that explained away for you. <laughs> I don't know how, but really that, that never goes away. That really is with, with most of the stuff, if it could be. You know, maybe, and you can't say that about him and his shark and his tank, but like, yeah, certainly any old, uh, you know, maker of aquariums could do that for you. Uh, it's not like he found a shark and he put it in a tank. Right. You know, so, yeah, that's their that's their little cheapening trick. And it applies to a lot of things. Like, actually, I was thinking today, I made a post on the Twitter. What was it again? Something about how in antiquity there was no... Um, not uh what's the word forgiveness was not a virtue or you know it was very much a lesser less it wasn't even talked about as a virtue it was just like an obvious lower thing but like by focusing on it and raising it up and making it a virtue and talking about it by like just focusing on a word or an idea and like adding descriptions to it which give it a kind of a new or different meaning it then becomes like then then say in in that example that becomes a virtue in the modern sense so in the same way with art as you said, there was symbolism. There might have been narrative of sorts in uh, classical art, but it was like sort of just underlying um, obvious thing that wasn't even spoken of. It was just sort of like a given. But you take this one, this is this is the trick. You take a facet of that and you zoom in on it. And you make it all important and you fill it with description, descriptions of your own that kind of change it. And that's really what they did. And with that like we say, taking the craft out of art, like it all becomes the true art becomes the focus of it becomes your concept, usually of being like sort of some kind of political agitprop message usually has to go along with it as well. But like this, the narrative that goes with the art that is important is the only creative part, really. And what it is actually is they've taken that to a degree that what the actual art is, is utterly unimportant. So like your friend that you met, you know, he's absolutely right. That is the, that is the, we'll say naive, I, you could say naive and childish, but that is the natural and true concept yes. of art and an Instinctual. artist. As you're saying. Yeah. So that's how they confuse things. They take a facet of it and they blow it up and they kind of change it in this description. It's all word games. It's like, it's almost the exact opposite of the, uh, the complexity will garner more money. You know, for instance, uh, with the uh, banana that they sold at Art Basel for $90,000, right? You know, this kind of yeah. thing. I mean, just yeah. boom, boom, quick, click, yeah. okay, $90,000, please, you know? Yeah, banana, yeah. Yeah, people heard of that. That wasn't too popular, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm, a, like I said, I'm in my own little world. When I, what do people that, people that support modernism, I don't have a clue about it. 
usually they don't there's very few much fewer people that would support something ultra, ultra modern like that or even hearst than it would be mm -hmm. a lot of them would refuse to believe there's hear a bad word about the early moderns even though that's where it began and quite obviously and sure, it's the same yeah. ethos the same ethos propelling them now but they will not hear a bad word about the likes of picasso or or the you know them just maybe because it's been so long or like in the case of him they always bring up his earlier works and there's always excuses you can find but sure you know <laughs> that's really where it begins that's where you have to tackle it mm -hmm. but you know you know i know that but that's that's a different subject and we didn't talk so much about old hearse but what can we say I like i said <laughs> you know he's a sad rap london hipster fool <laughs> just a taste like not even he's not even good at being like a hip guy he's like utterly tasteless kind of useless he's the kind of loser that would be like hanging around at a bar with like younger people and trying to look cool or something yes. and failing <laughs> i like that <laughs> yeah. yeah a little too old to be in the club <laughs> or whatever you know he, something like this and just failing at every level but uh he somehow made it to where he's at or what you rip know, off artist not even an artist he's really just an insane not even an insane person but just a sick human being i mean it i don't understand where where the idea to make a career in art uh, just even transpired in this man's brain. And probably that's, that's the art. That's the real art right there, isn't it? A lot of them are like that. He probably went to college and didn't know what to take. He's one of these and like went back and forth for, or he thought, you know, the way they teach art now, a lot of people think they're artists that really aren't. Right. Or shouldn't be. And you know, they just, because every, <laughs> almost, every, almost everybody has a desire to be an artist or like to do something, to do creative work. That's what my sure. experience, like you uh, probably, as well, I, I don't know, but oh yeah, sure. Everybody at least would like to, or would like to fancy themselves artists. And there's a lot of people that really are not inclined, or they haven't studied enough. Maybe I don't know what it is, but so he's one of those. Maybe I guess, I, and he he didn't know what else to do with himself. So and he found success with it. If you are like a total con art con artist, he was and, uh, he was a con artist. Yeah. So you know that yeah, right? He, he was like he a thief. Way through it. Yeah. Well, you, you need the that, right? he, he must have had those connections. To, he's the only reason we know about him is because he knew or met and successfully schmoozed, as you said. Yes, Sachi or somebody like that, right? Yeah, Sachi. I mean, there's a there's a whole. I mean, it's the it's the usual cast of characters. You know, you're a rich yeah. billionaire, you're you're uh, global global jet setters. You know, this kind of thing. I mean, it, it's it's always yeah. the. It, it's the people that you see on on the names of galleries and this kind of thing. I mean. They just yeah. somehow come in contact with these people and become the darling child of their their um, creative endeavors and dreams, and, and they use them up and they move on. I mean, that's what happened. That's probably what happened to the, the Hearst. I know that him and Sachi fell out around the same time that the shark was sold. Well, that, that was more to do with it. That was probably 100% the reason he felt he disappeared then. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's to do with like, you know, anyone caring that he rips anybody off or anything. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it could yeah, be. Yeah, I guess so. It's too, I, bad, I it's too bad you didn't you didn't uh, run into one of these. <laughs> I tried, yeah. boy. Believe did me, <laughs> I did. I went in there. I tried to shake everybody's hand. I think I let I met Larry Gagosian at one point, um, but that you know. So what would you I, do? What would you do if you were doing stuff like that now? When you were, I guess if you were making the money, you'd have to. If you'd feel like you'd have to keep going, with it. or well, you would have done it. Privately, though, you'd be doing real art, I'm sure. I'm a. I'm glad what happened to me happened, and I transformed into someone that's uh, trying to, um, you know, be a genuine. 
Yeah, you know, whatever. It's hard to say what you want to do in these kind of things without sounding like a, an asshole. So I'm just yeah. trying to. I'm just trying to live, man. <laughs> but uh, if yeah. I was, yeah, I mean, that was the game plan was to trying to get into every single party I possibly could and shake the right hands and, uh, you know, try not to get hung up on the, uh, the uh, you know, the things that incapacitate people. And, uh, yeah, that's that's how you move in the art world. But there's just so many people doing it, and they're so much more sleek and sociopathic than I am. Uh, and so, I, you know, it was, yeah. it was hard. It was yeah, hard to be. The guy that's there at the gallery being like, this sucks ass. I hate this too. I hate this too. Oh, nice to meet you. Oh, you made that? Oh, dude, it was so cool, bro. You know? <laughs> and that's yeah, the way it's hard to be that is. level of a heel, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, I would say I'd be in the same kind of up and downs that exist in L.A. There's no middle in L.A. There's no middle in the art world. You're either on top of the world or you're, you know, tre- treading water. If, yeah. if even, you know, there's moments where I slept in bushes cause I didn't have a place to stay. And then uh, there's also times that I, you know, I was, uh, I lived in mansions and, and you know, it, that's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I wouldn't advise, uh, any normal person that's w- wanting to be a member of a community or society to do the same thing. But, you know, sometimes you got to learn yeah. that the hard way. I remember, <laughs> This, I don't know if I'd say this is the swankest place I live, but somehow, somehow you just put into my mind. Well, at one point, I lived in a in my early twenties. <laughs> it had been a whorehouse in the seventies. Nice. And somehow it was perfectly captured and frozen in time, and it was like perfectly clean. Everything was fine. But like me and a me and somebody else, we rented this place, and it was like you went in, and it was like plush wall to wall red carpets giant curtains in the window. You walk in and flick a switch like electric curtains that would open and close. And there, was a, there was a spiral stair that went up with like little statuettes in it and everything. And then in the bathrooms, there was like velvet wallpaper with pictures of naked chicks. And it was like a <laughs> giant, like giant long conference table with, with chairs around it, like something sort of like the, from the Death Star or something in this yeah. one room. Wow. With a, with a fireplace. Like it was quite, it was like, you know, cheesy. Um, it was swank in like a ridiculous whorehouse yeah. way but <laughs> I'm, I'm it's all coming back to me right now like there was more to it than that like there was all, it had all, all these all this stuff so like <laughs> the I'm, chest hair chest hair kind of like whorehouse days huh yeah well, i mean like 70s it, and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And all this shit. yeah okay yeah, yeah it was like that it somehow just like frozen in time and then then we were in it i remember that how'd it smell <laughs> it's fine no no it was clean it was like they kept it some have been kept like just perfect what else, what else was there in that i remember there was like a every room had a had a like good sound system like speakers in the ceiling from the stereo in the one one room like upstairs like every right. room so you yeah. played something there was musical everywhere like from the i just remember the giant spiral stair with the statuettes it was very much like uh, scarface or something you know in yeah. the same kind of in front of that era, even it was just uh, it was it was crazy. So it wasn't but, Taxi uh, Driver then. You seen Taxi Driver, right? The whorehouse in that. Oh, that's a great movie. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't Harvey uh, <laughs> <yeah>, Keitel. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, it wasn't like that. Now this was this was uh, yeah, this was top level horror, swanky place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I as I recall, in- well, my my uh, believe it or not, this will sound. I don't know why I'm even saying all this. I might, I'll probably cut this out because it's stupid. <laughs> Okay. My uh, my roommate was this like white rapper guy, 
Hell yeah. He was, he was actually a good guy. I'd still be friends with him. Um, he's given all that all that up. And but he he'd have all these uh all his rap buddies would come over. Most of them were black, and they'd have like these <laughs> be hanging out in this whorehouse with these guys rapping all over the place. And oh, just yeah. a constant like cloud of weed everywhere. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> White rappers, thing, man. Now that's the whole thing a, was ludicrous. A, it's one of my. So you were living in mansions at one point. So you were like, you were yeah. living in mansions that you like bought or rented or. No, I, I, um, basically, I knew collectors that put us up, pretty much. I uh, one time was really interesting because I was living in this literal hole in the wall. I mean, it was like the worst place, man. Uh, you would see, you know, you could you would see like dudes walking across a roof that are trying to break into your house and stuff like that. Um, and then I told one of my collectors like, look, I don't mean to put this on you, man, but I got to get the hell out where I'm at. And he's like, all right. Yeah. I got an opening at one of my, um, one of my houses, uh, uh, across town. And he didn't tell me where it was. I was like, okay. Um, can I go check it out? It's like, yeah, I'll take you there on Wednesday. So I get in a car, I get in his car and he takes me there and it's a fucking Moroccan mansion turn of the century in like Beverly Hills o- Olympic area, which is like, uh, you know, it's like a block away from that sign you posted the Beverly Hills sign. It's like right. a block away from that. And I'm like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, this is yours. Uh, go ahead, take it. I mean, we're, you know, I've got a couple other artists that are living downstairs, but the top is yours. And yeah. Oh, and it's fucking immaculate. You know, it, wow. it's just absolutely. You should, have re- you should have recorded an album there. You should have like <laughs> running the drums and the amps. Like, yeah. I like, didn't, I play music, you know, um, I do play music, but I, I wasn't recording at the time. I did have a, a guitar that I, you know, I did have people come over and we played music in in the upstairs and all this kind of thing. Just kind of like, a, what's it called? What do they call it? Kiraton. They they did like they did that kind of stuff out in California. You ever heard of this? Where it's like no. they'll put a microphone in a room and get like 20, 30 people in the room to like collaborate on one melody. It's very mm-hmm. cult like. Very, and they'll eat gruel as they do it. So you know, you get into this this entire kind of uh, mindless um you know uh creativity i guess this this right. i don't know if you call it creativity but it's like uh uh you know it's it very cult-like and yeah, yeah. uh we we didn't do any of that shit but i did drink 40s and watch them do it and and think <laughs> that they were out of their fucking minds um <laughs> but it was really fun because like wow they're eating gruel and all this and we we're at santa monica at some yoga studio one time and they were doing it and me and my friend you know, we're being fucking, you know, scummy assholes dr- sitting outside dressed in leather, smoking cigarettes and drinking 40s and watching them do this. And just like, you know, you'll see ladies that, that are coming there in like uh, $700, $800 dresses with gold, you know, wrapped around them, eating gruel and singing and these yoga. <laughs> it was just a fucking culture shock I've never seen in my life. And I'm, you know. <laughs> It's okay, fun to yeah. detail now. Hmm. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good story. Good story. Yeah, but it reminds me. I always think of that when I always like in uh, in the seventies, bands like Led Zeppelin and that they'd always go to mansions like old ones in England, or they'd go to these places with the giant rooms in them. I think to record often, like a lot of their albums would be recorded in places like that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but 
That's what I was thinking about. There's one. We'd all like to do that. <laughs> so, anyways, we covered Hearst. I mean, we've said everything we can about. You want to say anything about else about Hearst before we shut it down? Oh, um, the like rip your career, bro. Where are you at? What are you doing? I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he vanished. He vanished, and the you know people still know him, but maybe that's, that's the art, bro. Maybe that was the art the entire time. He's like, he's gonna do a bunch of really stupid, shitty things, and then he's just gonna fucking dip out, man. That's fucking. He's like the that's, Batman of art, dude. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Like, just we we in in talking about this have like it's given me this idea that maybe that the era of that kind of guy is actually over. Maybe. Well, Banksy's still doing shit, but he's not getting like any kind of hard press as he used to, you know. No, he gets you hear about him now and again, but he's like the only one, and he's not quite the same kind of thing exactly. But yeah, right. No, he's you he's know? total uh, like a a moral uh, uh, a moral preening, um, you know, guy now uh, instead of mm. the the fun, lighthearted stuff he used to do. Now it's just I, mainly uh, beating you over the head with it, you know. It, it might be to do with the bifurcation of the world. And the destruction of the mainstream media of sorts, although it's still going and still strong, but like it's like people that just like people that follow and people that don't, they don't have the stranglehold they used to have to just push everything, anything they wanted down your throats as they used to. Maybe could we do with that a bit? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's funny, yeah. Just been thinking about it, like it's like you know, to us, he's like, yeah, I haven't heard anything about him or someone like him for a long time. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's great if he's vanished. I mean, I hope he's fucking vaporized. I said maybe the idea of celebrities are dying. <laughs> well, there's celebrities that they construct as always. Right. But only of course. certain yeah. people will go along with it now, I guess. Right. I don't know. I mean, the last one I can think of is like Post Malone. That's the the celebrity that I've is he even popular still? I don't know. I don't even I recognize the name. I don't even know who that is or what right. he does at all. What I mean it's it's uh, sad rap. <laughs> is it? <laughs> you know? Oh, it's I, one of those I, little tattooed face masks. Yeah, he's, he's one of those. Yeah, he's got all right. Stuff. It is like the sad rap. Okay, right. yeah, he's got right, that so stuff going on. The big old oh, yeah, face tats. Face tats. Well, who buys that stuff? Who buys that stuff except like I don't know, teenage girls or something? I mean, um, where do you even buy it? Do you buy it like on iTunes? I mean, are we boomering right now? Are we boomer posting? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've willfully uh, extracted myself from the mainstream culture for a long time. So yeah, yeah I mean, I'm also like old but yeah uh I, you know it's not and not in that sense where i've lost touch with reality or <laughs> i've just like <laughs> I, I intentionally i put a block between me and a lot of things just i mean so I can i can i get my tape cassette to record uh post malone off the radio that's i didn't even know who that fucking guy was i don't know the name i know to see the pictures of him but yeah but i like it that way i like it when i don't know who they are i prefer it because it's always just like oh god and then I'm embarrassed. If I do know who they are, I feel embarrassed. Like I feel like oh. I do too. And and I don't think this is like the critique um, that I really want to be doing. And I'm kind of sick, sickening myself by keeping going with this. What? Um, <laughs> talking about these people that you know, I, I, I there's so many people doing it. There's so many people that you know, and, I'm, and I don't want to be taking away from people that are critiquing music and movies and things of this nature, but you know, our, our specialty is, is something else. And, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> putting, putting those things as a critique, um, kind of limits my hatred for those things, I think. 
it, yeah. it makes it more it doesn't it my hatred is less unique you know now because my hatred for modernism is is mm, palpable and yeah, well, they all tie into they all tie into one another. I mean, that's and that's the reason we can't. There's no movies to watch anymore. There's no like every very very rarely one in like sure one in a thousand maybe is watchable. I just mm-hmm. you know then like musically you could find it's very it's it's getting harder and harder to find them though. But uh, yeah, it's all coming together in a kind of um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's all circling the drain, I guess. As it <laughs> there you go. I like that. Possibilities are are uh, winking out like little candle flames until they <laughs> until the maelstrom of chaos reforms a new idea of um, a new foundation for proper virtue and things which will set things off in a direction that isn't pointing downwards. Yeah, we're all going to move to Australia where the drains they spin up. Shit goes everywhere, right? We're all gonna get caught up in it, and we'll all be like, "Oh, you know, we'll do it. We'll see. We'll see what happens." I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. But at least we'll be boring. At least it won't be boring. At least we would. At least we didn't spend our entire lives being clueless. You know, going That's around a- de- dealing with these people and pretending like we don't know anything, or pretending that they know better. That, you That's know? um. At least we That's stepped out I, of it. That's what I tell people that uh, you know they complain about the state of affairs uh we could be living in boring times we definitely don't live in those (laughs) you can have a life of like corporate you know of just living that way you know and just being a totally just cut and like yes bent over slave yeah you know so if if they'd managed to to maintain that it would have been all the worse i mean they, they have to a certain degree and for certain people the walmart is walmartism of the world and the the, the corporate corporate thing <laughs> goes on, but like in a way, you know, it's it's the fabric of it is 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 unwinding. I think so. Yeah, the so, IKEAism of the world. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to. I mean, we're going to die anyway, so we may as well have a little a little dance, a little fight for survival. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the way it should be. That that should have never gone away. That part properly. So yeah, that's uh you know that's something you breed out. You uh you facilitate a society that doesn't reward that kind of behavior and and uh yeah you'll get it you'll get the cowardice you'll get the uh, malaise and the apathy yeah i tried to boot me off there okay so we'll, we'll wrap it up there yeah Damien, sounds good damien hurst is done and yes. he's forgotten about it anyways people don't even know who we're talking about probably yes um, all the better all the better god God bless. He's a ghost. He's a phantom of a dead world. Yep. Rest and so. rip and all that. All right. We'll talk to you again. Yeah. We'll do it again in a few more days. Yeah. Bye.